John R. Jobin from Gracia. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from the 18th of May, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. We'll start with protests on Roostevelli Avenue against the visa-free regime and direct flights between Georgia and Russia. Monday the 15th and Tuesday the 16th, a group of people protested in front of the parliament against direct flights conducted by Russian airlines company Azimut which had Abkhazia and South Ossetia listed as independent countries on its booking site. Rally participants chanted, a Russian ship cannot bring us into the European Union. Then the protesters moved to the office of Georgian Airways um, as the company plans to operate flights to and from Russia. Starting Saturday the 20th, opposition politician Elena Khoshtaria made an announcement at the same time that the first direct flights of the Russian airline took off on Friday the 19th. She made an announcement to, quote, show the whole world that no one applauds this plane except Otsneba, that is, the Georgian dream. On Monday the 15th, Georgia's Civil Aviation Agency announced that Azimuth Airlines would start to operate flights between Georgia and the Russian Federation on Wednesday the 17th, adding that Azimuth Airlines is not on the EU blacklist. Also, the agency said that the company is not on the list of sanctioned airlines of the Office of Foreign Asset Control and the U.S. Department of the Treasury. However, on Thursday the 11th, according to the U.S. State Department, companies at Georgian airports could face sanctions if flights are used for importing and exporting. Also, Peter Stano, spokesperson for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy of the European Commission, described Georgia's decision to resume flights to and from Russia as regrettable and urged Georgian authorities to align with international sanctions on Russia, adding that this step raises concerns in terms of Georgia's EU path. On Friday the 12th, Justice Minister Rati Bregadze announced that the European Court of Human Rights, or ECHR, denied Misha's request to move to Warsaw, Poland for medical treatment while he is in prison. However, the decision confirmed that the government acted in accordance with human rights standards during the official's detention and treatment. Shava Papuashvili, Speaker of Parliament, mentioned that the decision confirmed that there was a false campaign carried out against Georgia. However, Misha said in a Facebook post that the judicial process in Strasbourg continues, as does his fight for life for Georgia and for Ukraine. President Salome Zurabashvili stressed that it was important that Strasbourg's verdict did not harm Georgia's reputation, especially when Georgia needs to fulfill the EU recommendations. Continuing on about the European Human Rights Court, on Tuesday the 16th, they declared that Georgia violated the right to freedom of assembly and expression in the Kartashvili versus Georgia case. The case revolves around a protest that took place in November 2019 outside of the National Parliamentary Library of Georgia. Opposition politicians, civil society activists, and citizens attended the demonstration to express their dissatisfaction with Parliament's failure to adopt constitutional amendments. During the protest, Shkartashvili, a member of the Labor Party, engaged in disruptive behavior by throwing beans at police officers while verbally criticizing them, calling them, quote, slave gruel for the police, end quote. Hmm, probably sound better in Georgian. The police immediately arrested him and took him to the Tbilisi police station, accusing him of committing offenses under the Code of Administrative Offenses. Now the court has ordered the state to pay the applicant a sum of 1,200 euros for non-financial harm within three months. Moving on to justice and electoral systems reform, on Monday the 15th, Otsneba gave the opposition 24 hours to present suitable candidates for the High Council of Justice. Ananatsvlishvili, MP for Lelo, as well as other members of the opposition, expressed concerns about how the government made the opposition run against the clock 
for presenting the candidates for High Council of Justice. However, on Wednesday the 17th, despite the discontent of the majority of the opposition MPs, some of them supported Otsneva's initiative and in Parliament, in a secret vote, elected three non-judge members of the High Council of Justice. Reports later revealed that five MPs from the United National Movement, or Natsevi, voted in favor of the candidates. Yikes. As a result, four members of the Natsebi, under pressure from their colleagues, left their, the, the Natsebi faction. NGOs criticized the appointment of non-judge members to the High Council of Justice, seeing it as an effort to maintain power within the existing judicial clan. On Tuesday the 16th, the ruling majority of parliament of uh, the parliamentary session agreed to the opposition's request and abandoned the proposed changes to the electoral code. Hallelujah. The proposed changes would have required political party appointment members of the precinct election commission to hold an election commission member certificate. The opposition viewed this as a ploy by the ruling party to leave them without commission members. After the opposition criticized the proposal, Mamuka Dinaradze spoke on behalf of the ruling party and dropped the existing draft. Some international news. On Monday the 15th, Denmark's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Lars Rasmussen, visited Georgia. He actively participated in the official opening of the Danish embassy in Georgia, met with several high-ranking Georgian officials, including Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili, Foreign Minister Ilya Darchiashvili, and Vice Prime Minister and Minister of Economy and Sustainable Development, Levan Davidashvili. Additionally, he visited the occupation line to assess the situation near the occupied territory. On Wednesday the 17th, international organizations and embassies accredited in Tbilisi issued a joint statement to mark International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia, or Idaho. The statement commends the progress made in Georgia towards protecting minority rights with public support increasing in state institutions and civil society organizations working towards ensuring full protection of human rights and freedom. The statement also highlights the importance of the law on the elimination of all forms of discrimination adopted in 2014. Interestingly, on Wednesday the 17th, Georgian Orthodox Church upheld its alleged conservative values, specifically traditional marriage and celebrating Family Purity Day. Georgian Orthodox Church established Family Day in 2014 as a response to the International Day Against Homophobia rally that was such a mess in Tbilisi in 2013. On Wednesday, the 17th, Prime Minister Yadakli Kharabashvili joined a resolution proposed at the Council of Europe's summits of heads of state and government. The resolution aims to establish a register of damage caused by Russian aggression against Ukraine. The event took place in Reykjavik, and a total of 43 countries and the European Union indicated their intention to join the register. In his speech, Kharabashvili emphasized Georgia's strong commitment to quickly gain EU membership. Uh-huh. Quote, we are determined to swiftly progress on the EU extension path and candidate status is our next immediate milestone. Taking this into account, we have truly worked diligently to address almost all of the 12 recommendations outlined for granting Georgia the candidate status. End quote. He lied. We end with the uh, 12 recommendations on Tuesday the 16th. Open Society Georgia Foundation and eight non-governmental organizations updated an assessment document, the EU candidacy check, reflecting the progress Georgian authorities have achieved regarding the 12 EU recommendations. According to the report, the authorities have not made significant progress in fulfilling the priorities with only four months left within the informal deadline of this year. Currently, the government has fully implemented only one priority, Proactive consideration of ECHR judgments, mostly fulfilled. Two, fighting against organized crime and gender equality and partially 
fulfilled four electoral and institutional reforms, anti-corruption measures, uh, vulnerable groups' rights, and independent person. However, they have not implemented five priorities, including depolarization, an independent judiciary, de-oligarchization, a free media environment, and civil society involvement. Unsurprisingly, Otsneba members criticized the document. Irakli Kobachidze, leader of Otsneba, said that, quote, the Soros Foundation attempts to sabotage Georgia's EU candidacy status. And that's it for this week. We are a few people trying to share knowledge. No ads, no screens. Support us so we can keep bringing this to you. Check the link in the show notes and support us if you can. Nach von dies.